Hey everyone, welcome to our sixth ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. As usual, I'm your host Squiggy, and I'm joined by Slezo and Laura. Hello, you lovely people. Yo, dog. How how are you both this lovely this lovely day? Life's all right. Life's all right. How about you, oh, Squiggy? Jeez. Yeah, how about you, Squiggy? Eh, I'm good. Can't complain at the minute. We'll see what happens later on down the line. But I'm not going to complain now because this isn't the complaining podcast. This is the Lag and Behind podcast. Every two weeks on a Tuesday at 9am UK time, we bring you some podcasty goodness to your Spotify's, your iTunes and anchor.fm. I was going to say something else, but I don't think we're anywhere else. You can also find us on Twitter at Behind Lagging, where we'll tweet out when our new episodes are live. So obviously every episode we start with what we've been playing over the past couple of weeks, and we may as well carry on again with that. Slezo, do you want to go first? You're on the top of my list. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, You're welcome. I, I actually haven't, like, since the last episode and finishing up Bioshock, I've not played a huge amount. Uh, I did get to go back to Final Fantasy VII Remake for a bit. So I've now played up to the end of chapter eight. So I was mainly doing the uh, side quests in that chapter. And yeah, it was good fun. Um, it, statuses are really annoying in that game because they can end up affecting you for far too long or just shutting you down in battle, especially when you've got limited party members. So you, at the moment, it's only Cloud and Aerith in the party. So if I, if one character, well, Cloud, if Cloud gets stunned and can't do anything for like 10 seconds, then battle doesn't go very well. And because items, also, you have to... So as you're fighting, there's like the ATB gorge that charges, and when you have a charge segment, you can either do like a special attack command, some magic, or use an item. And because items are bound to that as well, it means you can just be shut down in battle if you're not careful. But uh, otherwise, no, otherwise, it's... Yeah, I'm having, I'm having a blast with that. Uh, hopefully I'll get closer to finishing that at some point, although now I've got Ori to play. Who knows? <laughs> but otherwise, I've honestly not played a huge amount this week so there you go i completely forgot about ori actually i've got it downloaded i've got to download it i was going to download it on pc then i was like no i have it downloaded <laughs> and i keep meaning to start it at some point this uh, today was the first day i probably could have done but i had other things to be getting on with like recording this podcast that's that's good to hear you put our podcast above our other podcast episode in <laughs> how many weeks time? i've learned my lesson i won't leave it to the last minute this time Good. I mean, to be fair, it might be better if you leave it to the last minute because I need to remember more of it. I, I write notes. Well, yeah, Slazo, so yeah, Slazo taught us the note system, which I'm going to adopt. Yeah, I'm going to do that for Ori. I yeah. also, I'm also pretty sure Ori's a bit longer and I might go for the 100% just because I'm more interested in playing Ori. So, I'll say. Oh, all right. Yeah, I think personally attack there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying I've wanted to play Ori for a while. So no, like, it was the Digger Bioshock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really right. Was right. Game, but not Bioshock. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think he was upset that you wanted 100%. I really didn't think he cared. <laughs> In fairness, I didn't go to try and 100% Bioshock, but I naturally came close-ish, I want to say. Like, there were some areas where I was like, yeah, screw it, I can't bother to explore the rest. But And obviously I missed some audio diaries, but... I yeah, there's bits and Yeah. Well, it's like it's yeah. hard to get through the game without getting all the Little Sisters, for example. Considering yeah. the game's like, go get them! Yeah, that's true. You've got to, you kind of got to do half of the stuff anyway. Yeah. Um... Have you been in, playing anything else, Laser, or is that pretty much no, it? That, that, that was that's it. Laura, hit us with your gaming masterclass over the past two uh, weeks. What have I been playing? I've been playing some FIFA because pro clubs hasn't changed in years, so why not play that again? And um, it was only eight, eight ninety nine on the PlayStation Store. 
Yeah, but I already had FIFA, so I didn't pay well, the... Less, but we've been playing club because more people have bought it because it was eight ninety nine yeah. on the PlayStation. I mean, eight ninety nine is still too much money for that flaming piece of garbage, oh. but... Oh, but, hot nah. you bought it on launch at forty nine ninety nine. I got it cheaper than that. Who pays forty nine ninety nine? Oh, sorry, Slay this here. But um, it's any art fifty four ninety nine, please. Ah, sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, I played some FIFA. Remembered why I don't like FIFA, but also then can't seem to stop playing FIFA. Um, I'd done some Gears of War because why not? Because Gears of War Five is apparently a drug. Um, I'm doing insane. Insane hurts my brain. <laughs> Rhymes. Um, it's just bullshitty. Uh, it's probably one of the hardest insane modes of gears I've played before because I know you've done the other gears on the insane, but um, this is next level bullshitty. Um, and the game was bullshitty to begin with, with all the breaking bits. That's fun. Um, what else? I don't even know if I've been playing anything else. I guess I, I think I did. I do any Halo? I don't, don't think I've done any Halo. I think that's it. I think I think it's just gears and FIFA, the combo, the dream combo, the filthy casual combo. I mean, I wouldn't call it the filthy. Ca- I mean, there could it could be more casual. I could throw in some Call of Duty. I was gonna say. I mean, my my combo coming up is the filthy casual combo. So FIFA, like you said, playing <laughs> club, Call of Duty Warzone, obviously, because I think I've spent four over four days of game time just playing Warzone. Add to the fact that I've probably spent about the same playing multiplayer I'm a little bit. I'm a, I think I've got problems with Call of Duty. Good problems though. Um, and then rounding off my games, Animal Crossing, obviously playing the turnip market like you do, decorating my island. I've started building a bathroom in my house because I got a free toilet. So I thought <laughs> I may as well carry on. Bought a bath today. So that's coming along. Um, I've got a full, got the full uh, villi- Islanders villages, got the full set of Islanders, um, upgraded my museum. Still only got a two star island because I don't plant shit on the ground. Have, have you used the toilet yet? No, but I did use it in someone else's house. Okay. When I went into their island. I don't know if that's a mechanic in that game. Yeah. I don't know if they were in the house when I did it, so I kind of like wasted, <laughs> ruined the moment. What, but... you'd rather they were watching you? Well, that's a bit more fun, isn't it? This is, in a game, by the way, not in real life, just throwing that one out there. Yeah, that's what threw me. I, I sort of was like, wait, no, just he's still sure, into the game. Just make sure everyone is aware this is in-game. I, Yeah. Moving along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so around this time... Every year, we'd probably be talking together, talking together, talking about um, <laughs> E3, which is probably just recently been and gone. We'll be looking at all the stuff that's come out of that, all the games, all the announcements, and everything. But obviously, this year, due to the pandemic, E3 has been cancelled, and obviously, quite a few companies have sort of pulled out of E3 over the years anyway. So it's not; it's still like E3 week, but it's not just E3 anymore. They've got like Xbox. What do they call it? Uh, it's Xbox 2020. Um, PlayStation do have their PlayStation Directs that I forget the name of. State, State of play. play. That's it. Yeah, obviously you've got Nintendo Directs. EA did their own fan thing EA the past play. few years. Yeah. So it's kind of been like, it's like, oh, we're all pulling out of doing E3 conference, but we're still going to hold our event over E3 week at the same place as E3, which is just a bit weird. What but anyway. Te- technically, wasn't this E3 meant to end June 11, 2020? So technically, it's a little not on the money. No? Yeah, it was supposed well. I can't remember when it was supposed to end. But it was nine, not nine, 9 to the 11th was E3 2020. It's the original date. I don't remember the dates at all. Well, I can prepared, Squiggy. Well, I... I'm glad. I'm glad you've come prepared. I hope you're prepared to go back to E3 2010, though, because we thought it would be interesting to look back at a previous E3 and then sort of comment of what was showing off then and sort of where those games have gone 
since then are where the franchises have gone or where some of the consoles have got shown off or accessories got shown off have gone. And we picked E3 2010, like I just mentioned. And it was quite an interesting one, I think, anyway. I don't Sorry, know what used to. If, when you said accessories in 2010, you said where'd it went, or I thought straight into the trash is literally what came to my head. But... Yeah, it was in my no, head we'll as well. Get in, as we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So what I it's thought cool. we'd do is we'll go through each of the three, the big three, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, go through some of their, go through some of the stuff from their conferences, what we're showing off, because that kind of makes all the games that were announced, basically. I don't think there's many more game announcements done outside of E3 conferences anymore. And then we'll look at some of the best in shows and sort of see where those games ended up when they actually got released. And then that's pretty much it. That should, that should take us a good, a good bit of time. So what we'll do is we'll start with the Microsoft conference. So Microsoft, back then, did some stuff, made some games. Um, but one yes. thing they never had... Yes, they did. This, this is supposed to be a really good segue in my head until this point. But what they never had was a, a, Hideo, a Hideo Kojima game, Mr. Metal Gear Solid. Um, so it was quite then. interesting uh, that he came out on stage at the conference to announce Metal Gear Rising, which was the hack and slash uh, Raiden <laughs> game. Yeah, um, Platinum. Yeah, Platinum, that was the one. And I think it was weird just seeing Kojima on a Microsoft stage, to be perfectly honest. It's not something that this anyone was, yeah, would expect. kind of the era when Microsoft were being like, hey, we've those games you've traditionally associated with Sony, no, we're, we're there too, because they had, like, I think Final Fantasy Thirteen was announced at Microsoft E3. I think that might have been the year before. And uh, the whole GTA on the sleeve bit as well. Don't think yes. that was the year. But... Was that when Peter Moore had the? Yeah, yeah. So they they were trying to like essentially like move into the market of Sony more and more, being going like, yeah, no, you don't. You don't just have to assume that these will be Sony exclusive. Microsoft does have games. Yeah, and I think the game, the game itself, I think it it sort of split opinion as well when it came out. I quite liked it to be honest. I think it just split opinion when it came out because it wasn't just Metal Gear Solid. Four, yeah. yes, would have been the next one then. Yeah, I think it's weird. I think people people who like Metal Gear Solid didn't like it because it wasn't Metal Gear Solid, but then people who didn't really play Metal Gear Solid liked it because it wasn't Metal Gear Solid. It's, it's, I've never played it, but um, I'm pretty sure what with Platinum at the helm, it's just a great action game. Yeah, it, it is actually really good. Um, and the slashing rec- is really well. <laughs> yeah, I remember that this was, was this a demo where they showed them slicing melons? Probably. I think it was, and I remember that. It was like Melon Slice in the game. But yeah, when it came out, it was, it was really good. I remember getting it probably on launch, I think. It's not a long game, but I don't think many Platinum games are really that long. Uh, uh, probably yeah. about seven, seven to ten hours long, I think it was. But it was uh, it was good fun. So then from there, we went to Cliffy B. Remember him? No, yeah. but yes, of course I do. Pretty yeah, <laughs> yeah he, doesn't, he doesn't do games anymore, does he? He isn't dead. No, I remember him in a gaming in a gaming situation, but he came to show off Gears of War three. Yeah, he um, did. I cannot remember anything about Gears of War three to be perfectly honest. Possibly it, it was the third a, one. There was it was an epic conclusion to the epic story that was years in the making. Basically, if you like reading it from a press release no, or it does, feel, it, does, it does feel like that. I remember what they showed for Gears three because I swear they showed a lot of lava stuff, didn't they? Or not lava? It was just very red. Of it, was a lot of, it was like fine with the Lambent. I think they showed off quite a yeah. lot. Yeah, so it was a lot of like, look, it's not brown anymore, this game series. It's yellowy red. It's very, it's very different now, um, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, it's now H- HDR yellow and red. Was Gears were the ones where they had a tech demo, which was just a giant wibbly chunk of meat? It should have been. It does sound like them. I remember I that, but I don't know if that was... 
Gears yeah, three that, that was or not. Gears or something, or like Xbox yeah. One tech demo or something. In fairness, yeah. we should all just be grateful to have seen Gears three because after Gears three, it's not like the series got better, did it? So I said it. <laughs> he said playing it's Gears five in the opening segment. I mean, it did point. get worse. I think, better, to be honest, I think Gears 3 um, was the best reviewed one. Was Gears 3 before play. or after Judgment? Where does Judgment? It was 1, 2, 3, yeah, Judgment. Alright, yeah. that's fine. I was just thinking, was Judgment a time placeholder before the thing, but it wasn't. It was did, 1, 2, 3. What did Gears 3 introduce? Because it wasn't Horde, because Horde was 2. I think. It, in, it introduced an epic conclusion to the story. No, thank <laughs> Beast mode. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, the what it was like a reverse horde where you were the locust trying to kill the humans. I, that find that, I thought I, that was great. Yeah. Laura, you're the gears expert. I don't like it when you say this. Like I know gear, they all blur into one. Have you not played a gears game? Yes, I've played several on your recommendation. Exactly, and they all blur <laughs> into one. That's why it's an easy sell. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really. I don't remember it. <laughs> I remember the game, but I don't remember. No, I don't remember what the selling point. I don't yeah. remember what the selling point was meant to be. I just remember being like, "Well, they have. I need to see what the, how the story ends." I enjoyed some you gears. Tag, They've kind of got tag me. Enemies. That was one of the first things you could tag enemies. Um, Wait, really? This one. This is the first game that didn't use tagging enemies. I mean, um, experience <laughs> level, which went across all game modes. Uh, what else is there? You can also swap weapons and ammunition during horde mode with other allies, and that was pretty much it. It got good reviews though. Um, it got it's got a meta of ninety-one. Yeah, which I mean, is decent. What uh, and it's game rankings or whatever that other website that is like a poor man's Metacritic. It worked out as ninety one point four nine percent, ninety one point four nine percent of thing. And there's like OXM gave it a ten out of ten in the US. The Guardian gave it five stars. Like the Guardian was the one that popped up. Game Informer was nine point five. Giant Bomb was five stars. IGN gave it a nine. I missed thirty nine out of forty. Yeah, I, I see we're reading from yeah, the same sources. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else did we have? We had Fable three. Hey. Got sure enough. I, Oh, Fable 3, the game that was hyped up to the death, never delivered, but it was still a solid game. And if they hadn't hyped it up so much, like at these conferences, I probably would have enjoyed them more. Yeah. Fable. I remember the hype being a lot of it, but because I don't, because obviously I bought into Fable 2, because that was another big one they hyped up. And they were like, yeah. every choice matters. You can kill everyone who'll give you a story and it'll still finish somehow. But it was like, yeah, it was, it yeah. was okay. The thing is, I really liked Fable 3 and I do remember enjoying it, but. The same with Fable 2, but I do think that it was one of those games that's always a victim of their hype. They just couldn't help but sell and promise features they couldn't deliver on at conferences you know, like this. Me, all in you. They just, yeah. it just, it was always like you'd be super hyped. And while it was a good game, it, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone call it a bad game, particularly. I, I people have played it, but. Is Fable 3, the one with the pause menu where you had to run around the pause menu. Uh... That is a very odd. I hope very, not. Because it's a, a critique I remember, and it's definitely one of the fables where you pause, but you're not on the yes. back of the menu. Instead of a pause menu, you go to the sanctuary, a hub location <laughs> that you walk through. Yes. Like, ah. who thought that was a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> I just Is this the one where you can get STDs as well? I know you have children yeah, and marry them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, okay. I know you can marry in that. Yeah. Because I know you've got a dog in number three. That was cool. I miss my dog. Yeah. Dog I remember. I'm yeah, sure but I this dog was three boys. That was my friend, actually. I got I better. Remember. I got. I got on better with this dog. To be fair, I think three <laughs> is the is the one with the multiplayer where when people online are in the same area as you, there's little points. Is that the one where you try to romance ways. me? No, I did not try to romance you. No. Mm, 
Mm -hmm. I think you I think you married me for an achievement if you want to point out what actually happened (laughs) so yeah you were like I need to marry someone for an achievement I think that's what happened it was the most romantic proposal of my life but yeah that was E3 2010 the year of million dreams but I'm not gonna lie I, I like I I remember the presentation we talking about conferences now at Ring. Fable three always looked good at these sort of conferences. It always looked Fable two the same. It's just it's one of those games I hate because they tell I know I know they're not going to deliver, and yet these sort of things make me think they will, and I fall for it every time. It's like yeah, look look how creative and amazing and open ended it is, and then you play it, it's like it. I was lied to. <laughs> this was linear. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's still reviewed all right. Um, probably not as good as what Microsoft wanted. And then was that the last ever? Well, it was the last ever Fable game, wasn't it? But was, no, there was there was not one after it. Fable yeah. or something. Yeah, there was. There's, there's it, like this Fable was the start of its decline, but you know. Yeah. It didn't die just yet. Because Fable Legends was supposed to be the next one. Yeah. Which is the one that got, was that the one that got cancelled? I, I believe. Know. I think the MOBA style fable was the one that got cancelled. Yeah, I think this is the MOBA one because it was because it was in beta, wasn't it? Yep. Then it got cancelled. Yeah, so that was kind of like the last mainline game from Lionhead before they got shut down, I believe. Oh, Lionhead. I remember those days. Um, so let's move away from that depressing part to Halo Reach. Hey, I put so many hours into this pointless Halo game, and I can tell you nothing but the story. That's I can't even tell you the story. So, Lizzo, is this your favourite one or is it ODST your favourite one? It's, it's ODST. ODST. I've barely uh, touched Reach. Reach is the one where everyone had sort of given up on Halo that I knew. So, you. And um, I was playing with people I sort of knew but didn't, like a uh, random Irish like, person I made friends Halo with. No, you, Both of us you, still had Reach. No, you all had it, but you just didn't play it and you died out the oh, hype quite okay, quickly. I, I, yes, that, I don't mean that you didn't physically buy in and give Microsoft <laughs> your soul because you signed that over years ago. I mean it to the point where the first couple of weeks everyone plays it and puts it for hours with it and then everyone went one but like just boom and I was left with some random Irish people that I didn't sort of know but did but we I think I put in like 50 or 40 hours or like yeah 40 or 50 hours into Halo Reach and like it was just you know Halo I don't think the conference sold it on me because generally when it does appear on the conference and I do remember Reach being shown off and I just go oh look Halo and that's it and I zoom out <laughs> that's it <laughs> I don't remember. I remember this game coming up when I was on holiday, and the day after I came back, I remember going out to buy it straight away. That's all I remember. That's probably because you got messages from me going, "I'm stuck with some Irish people." Help! Probably. Not that I'm against like, them. I just holiday. I don't. I, I I can't remember their names. That's how close we are. But I don't. I can't. Honestly, I can't remember much of this game. To be perfectly it's, honest, I, I I remember stuff like jetpacks and stuff like that. That's about that. Yeah, was this the one that didn't just all that extra? Yeah, this was the one where it started transitioning towards call of duty uh maybe i didn't like that one as much i can't really remember it to be honest i honestly can't remember much of it at all um, they all blur into one for me this is the same problem yeah. i have with gears i know a lot of halo fans like reach so yeah it seems to be a popular one because obviously it's now being released on the master chief collection i think was that released at the start of this year it's or part the end of it. last year it was but i know it's part of it yeah but again it got like it's again it's got a 91 on metacritic but I think people but are very h- harsh on franchises because franchises always tend to deliver a certain quality. I'm not even going to refer to the Master Chief Collection on that. And there's a certain point where they always get good reviews, but it's whether the fans and dedicated people who play all of them feel there's anything that blows Where their mind in it. Praised the story of this one <sighs> because it wasn't tied to Master Chief, and 
it was like cause it was like one of the whole whole from the beginning you know the end because spoilers reach gets glassed so um you kind of knew that it was never going to have a happy ending so. yeah it's honestly it's it's one of those that i probably played played the campaign played all the way through it couldn't tell anything that happened and then just went straight on multiplayer and play that sounds probably about right for me for that but yeah again really good reviews but yeah ign uk give it a 10 out of 10 which is a bit probably too high compared to all of the games that came out after that. Um, and then after, the, after that, most of Microsoft's conference was based on Kinect. <laughs> um, I don't know who wants to start on Kinect. Did anyone buy Kinect? Yes, I wish I could take it back. Yeah, However, that's one of I the did, worst things I ever bought. I did enjoy Connectimals. I'll say it. I'll publicly say it. I did. I just, I don't know. I, I, bought, I remember getting excited for it, and I bought it, and then started playing it, and I was like, this is a bit rubbish, to be fair. Squiggy, you would never do that. Like the, gim- the gimmick was so like the gimmicky part was like oh this is really fun for like the first 10 minutes and then having like hold your hand over the menu for it to like go the circle around to like make sure you'd actually pick that one and it was just a bit i'd rather just move the controller and press a because it was so much easier yeah and for was... me the go on Cesar. no i was gonna say so i know when i don't think this was the year they announced it i think it was the year before but like it looked very that one it's project the towel or whatever it looked very interesting as a piece of tech, but yeah, it never really seemed like that would translate particularly great into gameplay experiences. So you had a lot of the Wii copying stuff like Connect Sports and Connectimals, which was like Viva Pinata slash Nintendo style thing. But... Yeah, I think it looked a lot. I think it looked a lot better at E3 than it actually played when it came out, like a lot of games really, but. See, it's easy when you can fudge the demos. Yeah, like the demo, the demo one that I remember was the running one for Connect Sports. Wasn't right. that a rare game as well, Connect Sports? Yes, yeah. that was. This yeah. was how they uh, killed Rare for about half a decade. Yeah, and do Connect shine. And it was like it was really good because obviously the the hurdles, so you had to pretend you were running on the spot and then jump to get over the hurdles. And it actually looked really good. And if that worked properly, that would be really fun. But I'm assuming probably when it came out properly, it just didn't work as well. And because the demo was probably set up in a perfect, perfect situation where there's no was, like interference like around. Star Wars one, I, re- I don't again, I don't remember if it was this one or not, but there was a Star Wars one where everyone was hyperanalyzing it and going, "This doesn't quite add up." Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 one of my bigger gaming regrets of buying it because I honestly I think I used it for the first week and then never used it after that. And by the time I came around to selling it, I got like a tenner <laughs> or something for it. But then Microsoft obviously like doubled down on it. Bringing it out for Xbox One, <laughs> they doubled down that on was... it, and then re- instantly regretted their decision to double down on it. Yeah, that kind of killed the Xbox One's launch dead. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, there was I other understand. decisions as well. Sure, yeah. but it yeah. was a hundred pound Halliburton didn't help. Yeah, but it also messed up the whole UI for ages. It took them ages to get the. Um... Oh, did it? Because oh, I never saw the launch. I mean, live. it was all it was all built around the Connect being. Um, integral and that people would use it and stuff and I found the whole menu set up and home screens and everything accessible when you tried to use a controller it was just clanky and awkward and it took ages I mean it's fine now but it took ages before they were like you know what people ain't using it it took them them eight months to stop Wimbledon Connect with an Xbox One and but obviously it it was for when the always on was on as well because the Connect was always listening so you could just go Xbox, turn on Xbox, do this and do that. It was, yeah. It was more just, like, it was an interesting idea, but all the, unlike the Wii, where you can't imagine it without the remote, it was very easy to imagine playing games on, without Connect, considering all it did was, like, add 
dodgy voice commands, which you wouldn't even need the connect for, or yeah. like random flailing, like, oh, I'm going to point where I want them. It's like, great, yeah. it's a controller for that, or mouse and keyboard. Yeah, and I think obviously bundling in with consoles from launch put the price up quite a lot. Yes. As well. It put the price up a lot, and I think people had already just kind of made the assumption that it would get dropped at some point. So. Yeah, well, in I think when the Xbox One S and X came out, there was a dedicated port on the Kinect from the original ones, and that just got dropped away. So if you wanted to use Kinect, you had to then buy extra accessories for it. <laughs> I did not know that, Dan. Yeah, and it was discontinued on the 25th of October 2017, in case you wanted to know. Rip. And I honestly think that was probably... I don't understand. Like, I didn't think the original connected very well, but apparently it got... The original Kinect made bank. This always stunned me when because I, I yeah. used to back in the day was like, nah, it'll do terribly. And then people were like, Sean, it sold millions. And I'm like, you what? Yeah, that's yeah, right. I don't understand how it did so well. I mean, people sort of like the idea of it. And I think the idea was cool and stuff like that. And they, I think a lot more people wanted it to work than would openly admit. But I think the thing is, when you had it and then the games weren't overly. The games just weren't there for it. Yeah, and then the ones that were, you had a few that were just like clunky and awkward and you needed too much space. And it was like, how many, do you think I live in an empty house? Like, dudes, come on now, get your head out your ass. There's going to be sofas. There's going to be, I I can't like operate like this. And that's what I meant with the demo, because obviously you can run on the spot. But if you're in like a house where you've got sofas, chairs, if you're jumping up and down. It was the run on the spot, it's just... They it's just also a problem for me because I live on the top floor of a series of flats. I'm not jumping up and down on the floor. Yeah. They'll kill me. Yeah. But I, I just don't understand. It sold, where was it? It sold more than 10 million, 10 million units in the first few months. Yeah. Which I just think is crazy. It surprises me people, that how well it sold and then they, nobody made games for it because it was clearly a market. Yeah. Like 10, 10 million for an accessory is pretty it's good. And then, if, yeah. and then if you've got like so many games for it, so you obviously had Connect Sports, Connect Demos. There was a few others that came out on launch with it, I think. I can't remember what they were. But it's just things like that, that it's crazy how it sold so well, but did so little. And yeah. then, obviously, Connect for Xbox One, they just didn't know what to do with it. I don't think I don't think the way the Xbox One went was probably good for a Connect. Anyway, trying to sort of bring back, mates, just basically focusing on games eventually. Well, that's the thing, because it was obviously when Xbox One was announced, they were like, it's the water cooler console. Oh, you can check all your media on it, and you can do that. And you always have to be online. We own all licenses to games. And, you know, you can do this. And then the market just went, now nah, we just want to play games, mate. Yeah. And I don't think Connect was there for that. Yeah. I mean, most of the games that you could have fun, you had fun for the wrong reasons because they were just so ludicrous. Like I said, I enjoy Connect Animal, Connect, Connect Animals. My God, that's fucking weird to say. Um, and stuff. But like the Star Wars, um, what was the Star Wars one they did? It had dancing in it. I'm solo, I'm solo. Han solo yeah. was I mean, amazing. And, and your layer in a bottle was basically a genie in the bottle thing. And I mean, them sort of things were like, yeah, cool. Sweet. But it's like you enjoyed them for the wrong reasons. I'm not sitting there thinking, wow, what an experience. I'm thinking, my God, this is some batshit crazy. Thank you, Connect, because this wouldn't be made if it wasn't for you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much all of Microsoft's comments. I think they really went like went hard on connect i'm sure it was about half an hour maybe a little bit longer of that stuff and i can't think of anything else that came after that really so i think with that we'll move on to sony so sony started with some uncharted 2 stuff uncharted 2 is a lot of people's best uncharted game other people prefer uncharted 3 other people now prefer uncharted 4 i don't know what your opinions are so have you played them 
Ha! No, I've not played mm -hmm. a single Uncharted game. Yeah. Wait, no, sorry. I've played Tomb Raider 2013. So yes, I've played an Uncharted <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. You've played them all, Laura, oh. haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I thought you I had. I am woke. That's not the right meaning of that word. But I am. <laughs> no, that's really what? by choice. <laughs> I am aware of big party games, and when they come out, I do try them on, like, Slayer, who sometimes waits five years. Big party game? Big party game. Big party game. The gang around, it's like Mario Party, <laughs> but, you know. Um, yeah, sure, yeah, I, that's, how I, that's how I played Uncharted, with a party. Yeah, I'm sticking with this. No, I didn't mean big party. I meant, like, big sort of name game franchises. I, at Laura least, they... is much better at playing AAA than I am. Yeah, pretty much. If they have a little bit of hype, a little bit of traction, and it's at least a type of game that I can see myself playing. So basically, if it's a really hyped-up tactical... I don't know if... Actually, I did play Total War. I'm lying. But it's the sort of game where I look at it, well, that's not for me. Like, Laura, okay. Laura's not in the first in line to play Gears Tactics. but like Yeah. Oh, no, I played that on... Uh. Um, it's Gears. Um, Final Fantasy and stuff like that. That okay, let's go with Final Fantasy and all them sort of things. Like I'm not first in line for them, but anything else, if it gets a few good reviews, get uh, good reviews, gets a bit of traction, then yeah, I don't wait six years to try it. I will try it. And Uncharted got so much I had to go get it. It was one of the first games I went back and did once I got a PS3 and PS4 was obviously was a big factor because I wanted to play more eventually and stuff like that. So I don't I do always remember this is when I didn't have a PS3. Yeah, we were on PS3 at this conference, didn't we? I was like, just, was, yes, this is yeah, PS3. It just feels like that should be younger. I'm just, wow. We're, it's a, we're about halfway through the console life cycle. I know. But um, I still didn't think I had one then. So when it got showed off, I'm like, that's really good. And it's always like through a bit of teeth, like, if only I you were on Xbox. But um, yeah, I always thought they showed them off. They looked amazing. They were the whole goddamn show. Yep. So then they went to their version of Kinect, if you want to call it that. Nope. PlayStation Move. No, no, this was their version not of the Wii Remote, which Wii Remote. they I have went to pains to be like, no, we've not copied them. We've been developing this for a while. And it's like, yes, I'm sure you have some. I'm yeah, sure so, the, so PlayStation Move came out in 2009. So it came out before this E3, I believe. But I think at this point, they showed off a lot more games to use with it and a few more accessories and bundles and everything, if I remember yes. correctly. They were I mean... still trying to set it at this point. I always yeah. thought PlayStation Move was more the the Wii ripoff than the Connect competitor. I feel like Connect was trying to do its own thing by itself. But yeah, I think that all of them were takes on using motion to control games. But I think Connect yeah. did it in a way where you didn't need to hold anything. It was more yeah, hands free. Was trying... they, were, they were all trying to bite into Nintendo's. Who by this point it clearly proven that there was this massive <laughs> market out there of people who weren't that invested in gaming would happily like play a more casual experience. So Sony just went for a more direct copy, whereas Microsoft went, what would be the next step in that? Pretty much. And again, I think, I don't know how it did like sales-wise and games-wise, but this PlayStation Move sort of carried on and continued to be used now with PlayStation VR. Um, yes. Which I don't know uh, if that's a, like a good thing. Like Dreams uses it, I believe. Yeah. I can't decide if that's a good thing or not, because is it does that mean PlayStation VR is using really old technology to work, or is it just because the controllers work so well? That they can work in they VR want to find a way. purpose or they had a whole lot of stuff in their warehouse and they just want to find a use for it <laughs> i mean there's that as well but i i don't know i think i think it's done well i don't i don't think it did as well as connect did sales wise from what i've seen i don't think well it, it certainly didn't do as well as the Wii did yeah <laughs> definitely, well, definitely. I, I don't think, think connected move together did as well as the Wii did Oh, my main memories of playstation move are that weird or like demo where they were just doing calligraphy 
and uh, the fact that everyone went, oh, it's a dildo. You've made a dildo. Yeah. yeah. That lights up. This should be on the Iron Summers website, not on game.co.uk. <laughs> but I think, I think at this E3 as well, from what I remember, they showed off, I think it was Killzone, and Killzone had PlayStation Move features mm. in it. And I don't know if they showed off, was it the gun as well? Oh, like the, the gun, the, the extra plasticky bit to make it feel yeah. like you had a gun. You stuck the yeah, move yeah. controller at the far end of it, but yeah, you held was... the rest of it like a gun. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, plastic. How cheap can it look? What? <laughs> yeah, it did look a bit rubbish, to be fair. Again, not, not a rip-off of the Wiimote. Yeah. But I think it, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if it did what Sony wanted it to do, as in, like, break into the market as much, because it's still being used. I I don't think it, if it did as well as Sony wanted to do. I think, like, reviews-wise, I think it actually did quite well, but I don't know if the sort of Sony was better than over. the Wii Remote, or at least the base Wii Remote. I don't know if it was better yeah. than Wii Motion Until Plus. Until Motion Plus, yeah. But, yeah, again, because it was never, the console wasn't designed around the entire thing of, no, that's it, that's that's the controller, then, yeah, it never... It was a gimmick. It basically. was also the fact you've got to think of how much a PS3 costs compared to a, a Nintendo Wii, even at that point. Very so then true. Then yeah. you've got to buy the Move controller on top of it. So you're really thinking uh, some of the Wii's appeal was that it was such an entry-level thing for everyone, and it was an entry-level price. I don't yes. think that was taken enough in. Like, the Move might have had the better technology, but it was regardless, because at the end of the day, people just wanted to play and do fun things like bowling and yeah. all that random I mean... stuff. You've reminded me as well, because some of the PlayStation Move tiles were also like, and also you need iToy, and that was another... Yeah, but you spend my camera all the time, bring, didn't you? Because it tracked the, the lights at the end it of the one. It tracked the glowing balls. Yeah, and I think, bring I'm sure the Move controllers were £70, and they might, have came with a, they might have came with a game, but if you think, a Wii was 180 Yeah, I mean, in fairness, point. I can't crap on any controller pricing these days, considering the Switch wants me to spend... Uh, half of a kidney to get a new set of controllers. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's when you're trying to like release a new thing to an already existing console that you've got to pay an extra yeah. seventy pound for the controllers, then what forty pound for the camera, maybe. Yeah, and that's and then the, and then the games. Button. Yeah, and you might get a game included, but you're paying all of that on top of a console price when you can buy a console which has that as a controller for one hundred and eighty. Yeah, and I kind of think that's probably why it didn't do as well as what they wanted. Um, I know during the conference they showed off Killzone 3, which used the sharpshooter attachment. They showed off Dead Space Extraction as well. Dead Space, wow. Yeah, that's a name that I haven't heard for a long time. Damn. Yeah, so there was always, like there was really big hitters there with it, I think. I just don't think it ever took off as much as the one, whereas Microsoft didn't really have any big hitters for Kinect, in my opinion, anyway. They just had some normal I'm games not- for it. I was going to say a lot of tech demos that were extended ideas that, like like I said, I keep going back to Connectables because it's literally the one I played the most and just ended up being, but that basically was a cute, fun little game and they tried to make, like, it was like, you could play it as a demo, like 30 minutes and get the gist of it. Like, like Nintendogs was for the DS. Just. Ah, yes. Nintendo GS. You're not, that's not the game that you're like, oh, people will port 30 odd hours into and this would be like, oh, everyone's going to have got to play it. It's just kind of fun. A bit like we use it, Nintendo, like we, or the Wii Sports even for don't, Nintendo don't Wii. Don't talk about Wii music. Sorry. But okay, Wii Sports, Nintendo Wii, they, um, Connect has had too many like, this is a nice idea, but not an actual game, but we're going to try and market them as games. And then you're like, cool. Yeah. And I don't think them, Sony just, oh, I don't know what they were doing with the move. 
in, in fairness, Microsoft did kind of learn their lesson afterwards because obviously there was um, Hololens we saw a few years down the line, which uh, they do. It does have gaming uses, but they it's very much more just for kind of tech. So they didn't try and be like it's the next big gaming thing. They just went here's some tech we've got. It could be used on Minecraft, but also it's more for the tech industry than the gaming. Yeah. Which I think is fair. When, I think sometimes you, they don't realise how many... Well, they do now, based on recent stuff. But sometimes people tune into E3. They just want it, you know, nice little package to show us some games. We're here for the games. We're not here for the see how technically great you are and that sort of stuff. Even though it is an industry thing, I think so many people tune in and don't seem... You know what I mean? They're there to be sold stuff. Most people watching it at home. You're not going to sell me on a game by telling me it runs on a console that's got 59 teraflops of... Power, you're going to sell me on a game based on what it does and what it looks like. Yeah, Whereas a lot much. of this stuff Whereas was just some... like, this is what you can do with this, but here's a little demo of a game. When you actually get the game, it's like, oh, I can't do that. I can just swing. Um, so anyway, moving away from Move, um, Sony announced the Sly <laughs> Collection at E3. Always meant to play this. I think I yeah. technically own it. Technically never did. They're games Sly. that I've never played either. Yeah, they came when... with PS4 as well, didn't they? Uh, probably. This is when they start can be started going, wait a minute, there's money in bundling old games together and re-releasing them. <laughs> yeah, but there's, not, there's also driving up demand for a new one. It's quite clever. Oh no, yeah, I think this well. was... I can't remember if Sly 4 was before or after this. I can't announce. But... I'm not sure, but either way, it was done to help the new one have a... So yes. people were like, oh, what's this all about? I'll play this first and then if it's for me, I'll go get this. Genius. Yeah, I've always, I've always wanted to play them, but I've just never, never have. I think they came in a, did they come in a Vita as well? Yes. Or well, a lot yeah. of this stuff was on Vita. Yeah, I think they were sure yeah, I think some of them games were like, this is coming in a Vita too. I don't know if they did did they do cross buy at that point or not? Uh it was a concept. Uh, to be fair, I don't think the Vita was out by this point. But um it was something they did for some games. But yeah, I've never played it, kinda wanna play it, but um what else did they announce? Little Big Planet Two. I never played Little Big Planet Two. Played Little Big Planet what? One, but never two. What? It'll be Planet 2, where the main thing uh, that they fixed was now you have an infinite checkpoint. So you can actually do hard segments of the game instead of being limited to six lives, like in the first. Sure hope you haven't spent 20 minutes on this level and then died, because back to the start you go. That's like the worst ever. What, is it, what, what else did change in Little Big Planet 2 from Little Big Planet 1? Like, it's I'm assuming obviously there was better. more. Lots more stuff more you can do. I feel that they maybe added more players for the co-op. Like, yeah, there was. It was. Gen- I think it was like like many sequels. It, everything was refined. Some really cool new features that people sort of demanded after one, and kind of was probably the pinnacle of the series. At least at this point, still this point. So I, don't, I, I mean, no big planet three didn't exactly mean waves. So it's fair to say that, yeah. And then the last game uh, was Portal Two that I've mm. got a list written down. Never played Portal 2. Obviously never played Portal 1, so why would I play Portal 2? Yes, there's no helping some people. <laughs> you could lead a horse to water. Was this the one where Gabe Mule came out? And yes, because um, Valve had been teasing like a big announcement at E3. Yeah. And it was Gabe coming out at the PlayStation conference to... Because I don't think Portal he's ever 2. been at an E3 since, I don't no, think. I don't think he has. <laughs> so it was like, holy crap, please out Portal 2 on the PlayStation. Damn. And obviously, I think at the time I was doing backflips as someone who was still, well, still does regard Portal as the best game. So, yeah, I was I was pretty excited to see good old Portal 2 and knowing that it would be on consoles as well, not just 
PC. Was it better than the original? No. No. Oh well. I'm in the minority of that though. Ah, I didn't. I, just, I didn't actually think people thought Portal Two was better than the first one. I I think it reviewed better and more people prefer Portal Two. But I, Portal Two is great, but it maybe drags on a little long and doesn't have as good post-game stuff as Portal One. But on the flip side, you've got the co-op campaign, which is brilliant in Portal Two. And on now on PC, not on consoles, you have the brilliant level editor and level sharing service. So yeah, swings and roundabouts. I prefer Portal One just because it's more refined and like. Instead of being like an eight-hour adventure, it's essentially like a couple of hours, but all polished to an insane sheen. It didn't come out on 360 at the start either, did it? Yeah, it did. I played it oh, on 360, so yeah, it did. Uh, no, just because when I was just when I was reading <laughs> that why why you came to the Sony conference because I was reading about if you'd been to another one since, but basically you wanted to put it on PS3 because of the frustration with Microsoft's policies for the 360, um, like with patches and everything. Yeah, they so were like, Valve like, and Microsoft had their fallout over TF2 because they were like, we want to add these free patches to TF2, and Microsoft were like, no, you got to yeah. pay, make them char- pay them, make them, yeah, charge them for it, and yeah, this was before Microsoft had their change of attitude. But yeah, so I'm assuming they both released at the same time. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think they released yeah. a couple of days after PC, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that's not as uh, dramatic as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> And I think that's pretty much it from Sony. I know they finished with um, Twisted Metal. I think that wow. was like the, the one last thing was Twisted Metal. Wow. Is that the, is that the clown? Yeah. Yeah, the clown. Yeah. I only know the clown from the Battlestar Royale or whatever. And then I, was, I, I completely I, forgot that game existed yeah. until now. Did it, kind of work did, out it, did it sell? Did it? Did people care? Did what it come I'm out? <laughs> this is what I'm I trying mean, to remember. In, I'm going to be honest, say though, I don't even need to look this up in the sense that we all forgot it. And the fact that there hasn't been many more since, or at least one, you know, high profile release of the Twisted Metal series since, I'm pretty sure people did not care. No, no, it, it came out on oh. uh, early 2012. It was supposed mm. to come out October 2011, and it was delayed till 2012. Mm, that, that don't sound great, but I mean, some delay games, it's worth it, worth the wait. I'm just more thinking that there's no, I don't. Is there another one since? Twisted Metal is not a franchise we talk about in 2020. Yeah. Or indeed and I, 2012. And I feel like <laughs> if, if it had been a real big success, it would be. By now, we would have had some sort of... Yeah. Like, we, we talk about... We still talk about Uncharted. You, uh, even though there's not been a ton of releases, people still remember Sly and a bunch of the other games we've talked about. I, yeah, well, I don't remember Twisted Metal. Yeah. Whereas when you say Twisted Metal, I'm like, oh, he's, the cl- he's what the clown's from in Battlestar. The one with the clown Royale. guy. Yeah, yeah. Payday. That's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. When, he's, when I see the clown, I think of Payday. I don't yeah. think of Twisted Metal. <laughs> but yeah, that, launch, that eventually launched in 2012 after it was shown off. <laughs> that 2010. eventually launched. Um, it, it did all right, actually. Well, I say it did all right. IGN gave it a nine. Um, it, got a, it has a Metacritic of 76, which isn't terrible. I mean, that's, yeah, but in gaming terms, yeah, for an exclusive that's being hyped up, it's like the last big thing from an E3 conference. It's a bit, yeah, it's not the best, but I suppose the delay probably didn't help either. And also the fact that people didn't want it. <laughs> and probably that as well. So then we moved to Nintendo. So the Nintendo's conference yeah. was about 90 minutes long, and there was a lot of Damn, games. that's long for Nintendo. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff showing off here. Um, Skyward Sword. There's about a 20 minute tech demo of that. Was that Hells, the motion yeah. plus as well? Yes, Skyward Sword yes. was. Well, they, they said they needed it because to make sure that you had like one to one sword movement. Yeah. So that's why they were showing off more of how that actually works, I think, as well. So it's more of a tech demo for motion plus as well as showing off how it works with 
Yeah. Skyward Sword. Good. And also it's Zelda. It's what people generally yeah. pay to see. I've never played it. Shock. Is it good? I it, it's device <laughs> it's divisive, <laughs> he says good go to term. Uh yeah, I like it. I think it plays well. Uh a lot of it comes down to firstly whether the controls work well for you. For me, they work perfectly fine because there's a lot of counters. We have to slice things in the correct way. Or like in this one, you do a horizontal slice. So you actually do a horizontal slice and so on. But a lot of people had like control issues and just therefore had a nightmare of a time with any of that. It's also a lot more linear than a lot of Zelda's. So essentially, there are like, if I remember correctly, and it's been a while, there's like four main areas on the, the ground, as it were, which have each of the like dungeons. But there are a lot more A to B to C than they are. Figure out where you're going next. Oh, this dungeon. Okay, so then I'll need to speak to these people and do this. Yeah. It's very simplified compared to a lot of Zelda's. The story's great. I love the story of it. Because uh, I think this is the very first one in the timeline. Because this is the origin of the Master Sword, I believe. I'm going to go with yes and just agree with you. You could be saying absolute rubbish and I'll just be agreeing with you because I have no idea. I enjoyed it, but I'm not bothered by linearity and the controls work. So. Yeah. Uh, so that was a decent showing. Next, they moved on to Laura's favorite game series to play, Just Dance. And it was Just Dance 2. And now we're on to yearly editions of Just Dance. So I think we can safely hey, say Just Dance, Just Dance went well. I remember when Just Dance, yeah, it was new. Damn. And when Just Dance had single numbers at the end of it. I, I miss I miss the good old day. I mean, to be fair, that's one of the things I miss when you finish it. Some people will be like, oh, God, here we go again. But I love Ubisoft's Just Dance dancers. Five minutes of just silly, nonsensical fun while I get to hear all the current hit pop tunes and be like, "This is it. This is my. This is how I learn pop culture of the year." Yeah, and there's been there's been nine games really since Just Dance Two. So this is eleven games altogether. It's done. It's done pretty well. Yeah, it is a cornerstone of an E3 conference of Ubisoft and anyone who wants to have a fun. Yeah, I think this, I don't know if this was showing off a Microsoft conference as well, but I don't know if it was showing off a bit more. It um the Nintendo one. I won't lie. I reckon it was shown off at all the conferences because they love a good Just Dance game to break everything up. Probably. Because it's just like, oh, here's some shooty, bang, bang, action, drive, car. Brrr, and then they're like, here's Just Dance. Hey, there's some good sounds on here, mind. Kung Fu fighting. Oh, uh, it's Rain and Men. I won't, I won't lie to you. I've never, I've never, like, I know Kung Fu fighting. It's not the song that makes me think dance like dance yeah yeah like how are you dancing to that other than doing weird karate moves yeah, i mean what song stuff. does make you think dance or uh pump it up that's a good song um yeah but i'll go pump it up that's my go-to dance jam now okay. i don't want to sing it for copyright reasons laura doesn't dance very often thankfully when i, when I dance i dance <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's not... um, excuse me i did ballet for you when i when ballet, breathe, ballroom, jazz all right, you going somewhere with this point? Just justify the quality of just dance. It's me saying I don't dance often. I'm 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 trained, and I love and I love the just dance franchise better than Dance Central franchise that never really got anywhere and can't really call it a franchise because I think there was only that one was or it, two. Dance Central. That was was that the harmonics one? Yeah, that's the one that ended up on Connect. I think. Yeah, that was the one they showed off there. My bad. Okay, that would make more sense. Yeah. Basically, to be fair, they wish they had just dance tied down. Let's be honest. That said, I did have Dance Central and I did enjoy it <laughs> as a connected purchaser. Wow. Anyway, moving away from Laura's dancing activities, uh, the Golden Eye remake was shown off exclusive to Wii, and then it I wasn't got... exclusive to Wii not long after that. 
I got pumped for this, to be honest, but it was this, right, this is going to, I'm not going to change the subject to another certain industry because I, I realised this is what this other industry does now. But at this point, and especially uh, when you get into these E3, it was, this was just sold to me off nostalgia rather than them doing anything useful with it. Yes. I'm just, so I was like, yeah, GoldenEye, it was great, fantastic. Oh, Nintendo 64, best game ever. Oh my god, all the good times. And then they basically just had to show me the trailer and say I could get a gold classic controller and I was sold. And I'm going to be honest, it, it did not age well. I really didn't really play it much. And um, yeah, but Nostalgia sold me on this and I was hyped. They do this a lot now when they just bring out old stuff just to take my money and cash that's, in on my weak-mindedness. As the saying goes, um, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. That is really fair with this. And I don't mean this in any disrespect to the game but you know some things are better left yeah yeah alone. i know i watch yeah. um i think i watch achievement Hunter, like well the was tv channels and they went back to play golden eye i think last year at some point because they had an n64 in the office and they were like oh oh this is shit yeah well why, why did we love this <laughs> i think the, the thing is with golden eye it brought a lot to the table pioneered a yes. lot and it was a no game at the and time amazing yeah yeah and games, games since have taken their ideas and taken stuff learned from it, made it better, improved it, refined it, and over the years created new. It's like um, the argument with sitcoms when people try to argue what the greatest sitcom is. You don't realize how much some sitcoms steal from older sitcoms and sort of get inspired by or influenced by. Goldeneye was a, definitely a game that ended up influencing that whole genre of shooters. And if you go back now, you can't help but see that oh, well, this has done this better, this has done it better. But at the time, that was so far ahead of the game. Yeah, just don't go back and play it again. Yeah, it's so. a bit like what we spoke about on the last episode about Bioshock, that it was good at its time, but other yeah. games have done it, done it better. And I think it's... this is the same. I played this on the 360 when it got really when it got released on there, like a year later, I think it was. Was that, like, it was... Was that the proper one or the expansion one? Because wasn't there also a spin-off where you're like, GoldenEye, they tried to brand it Dark Agent and stuff. Is that around the same time? I can't, Rogue that Agent? Was, that was ages ago, that one. Rogue Agent was GameCube. Yeah, I'm trying to. Some, something they try to use the Golden Eye brand to bring something back. It's going to bug. I'll give, you talk about how bad it was on the 360. Yeah, there was Double Seven Legends, if that's the one you're thinking of. Um, but yeah, this one, I remember playing it, thinking, oh, well, I didn't play it on the Wii. I'll play it on the uh, 360. I just rented it. And it was, it was so short, but I didn't enjoy any of it. Like even remembering scenes from the original, obviously looking a lot better. I was like, oh, this is a bit, it's a bit rubbish, to be honest. It was like a really bad Call of Duty. And that was sort of when Call of Duty was really good at that yeah, point. Yeah, this is Call of Duty was going from strength to strength at this time. Yeah, and this sort of came out, and you sort of thought, oh, it's basically like um, Call of Duty skinned as James Bond, but it wasn't very good. That's all I can say on that. But I think the kind of the kind of hyped it up a lot, like saying, remember that classic from the N sixty four? It's now coming to Wii. Yes. Well, and I then... mean, that's the main reason it got done. So yeah, no, no one, no one's going. Oh, I want 007 Lightfire back. Oh, wait, Nightfire was sick. I enjoyed that. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, gee, oh, man, I've stepped on that here. I used to love that game all. on the GameCube and play it. And we had the bit with the snow level where the mobiles go around and then one friend of you. I, 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 I genuinely didn't expect this. All right. <laughs> I, I honestly, Nightfire was games I poured that I loved double. It, we had, I had so much fun with people. I mean, oh, my God. Um, yeah, like I said, there's a snowmobile level, mobiles go around, you got one house at the other house, and we was on the same team, but you can team fire, and it was like they were trying to snipe the guy behind him, and they ended up sniping, oh, love Nightfire. I was, I was really hey. proud of myself for remembering the name of a 007 game, thinking this is a good gonna, bit, and I'm then you've just buried me. 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Nightfire is one of the highly rated James Bond games after Goldeneye. See, it got an 80% on Metacritic, which doesn't sound a lot, but it's, it's more of a reflection of how bad every it's other James lot, Bond... It's a lot for a James Bond game. Yeah, exactly. Sazer has picked on the wrong one. You should have picked on something like James Bond, Blood and Stone. or I don't James... know James Bond, Blood and Stone. <laughs> James Bond, Russia with Love. That was terrible. James Bond, 007 Legend. Oh, James Bond, Agent Under Fire. That was also bad. Um, what else? Hey, I, I like that one. Uh, I wasn't. Oh, that, I, picked, I, was, I picked the one I remembered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, picked, you know why you remembered it? Because it wasn't as bad as the others. Anyway, moving away from that rant, we'll go next to Epic Mickey, <laughs> which was showing off. I'll never so, insult James Bond again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Epic Mickey, do you want to know an interesting fact about Epic Mickey? Um, so, it's did surprisingly all right. That was not the interesting fact, but so Epic Mickey has Oswald the Lucky Rabbit as one of the characters in it. Yes, and at the oh, point when God. this game was getting pitched, oh, Disney God, didn't Disney didn't have the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, so they couldn't make the game. So Bob Bob Iger, um, when he became the chief operating officer or whatever he was, um, CEO, sorry, of Disney, he made it a goal to get the rights to it, and he traded off certain things to do with the NFL to get the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. There you go. Why? Why do you know? Oh, actually, I know why you know that, but. Okay. Why would, I don't, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit isn't that big a deal. <laughs> I love the fact that was like, I didn't even know who he was until you said I know, I know, I knew he was in the game, but I never realised it was like, oh, we've got to get the rights for him. It's like, who, who gives a he's, shit? He's such a, he's such a big deal. Like, no I one's mean, said his name in 10 years, Squiggy. I'm not... Oswald, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is such a big deal. He's one of the first characters Walt Disney ever created. How do they not... Okay. <laughs> That's all oh. I've got to say. Why did they not have the rights for it then? I don't actually know. I'm not sure. I don't know if he sold them off somewhere. Why did Disney, the king of copyright, not have their own original? Okay. No, I don't know if Walt, like Walt, sold them off. Like actually, Walt, Walt was Disney hard up at the time. He was like, oh, to be honest, he might have been, or he might have Disney. created it while he was working for a company before he formed. True, that's true. All I remember is the epic, the epic Mickey series. Because I think there was a sequel as well. Was surprisingly well reviewed and all that and i think i have one of them lying around somewhere to play but i've never got around to it never, i have both I've of them i played both of them i had the collector's edition of number two um it was on sale on amazon black friday i like both of them both really enjoyable fun games they give me um they're sort of the same i enjoy them like i enjoy the lego games nothing too stressful just a bit light-hearted fun little bits in the game it's cool i really wish i had played them because I, th- I like the idea behind it you've not I was played reading. a disney game i know Especially when it's got like places from Disney theme parks in it as well and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of them. Never. I I swear you had number two. I think you bought it on the Amazon Black Friday sale when I did. I think I might have, but then I never played it because I was waiting to get the first one cheap, but I could never get the first one cheap. So I never played it. Yeah. Let's not talk about that anymore. I've done my Disney gods bad. It was Um, was a good third party game for the week. Yeah. And then the second one didn't sell as well. And then after that, Disney closed down the developers of them no. yeah so it didn't it didn't really fare very well after that did it no the next game that nintendo shut off was kirby's epic yarn so yeah i think this was the start of the expect nintendo experimenting with art styles phase as it were yeah because i remember seeing this one thing and this looks a bit weird and then obviously they went from yeah yeah epic yarn but yashi's woolly world <laughs> i mean there was yeah, yashi's woolly world but i think kirby just kept like I think there's a clay Kirby, there's a bunch of other ones. Obviously, you see Pink Mario it. experiments there's, with art styles now. There's a clay Kirby, 
I can't Kirby. remember off the top of my head what the other Kirby's are because I must Kirby's admit I'm not great. a big Kirby. I'm not a big Kirby player, but I know this was kind of the start of Nintendo really experimenting with art styles in their games, and hey, it, it works. I mean, it, it, everything about it is like, yeah, how can we use yarn to enhance the gameplay? Yeah, it, it looked really fun. I know it came out on the 3DS as well, was it? Uh, yes, I believe there's a port on 3DS. Yeah, but I've never played any of them. But it looked um, it looked fun. But I don't know, just something didn't didn't do I know, it for Kirby me. Kirby games are very. I can't remember if Laura's played any, but I know Kirby yeah, games are very very kind of chill and relaxed so if you want like a nice simpler platformer you can have it and then if you want to get intense you can go try and get all the collectibles at which point you'll pull your hair out i love the idea that i feel like you're only asking in case i go nightfire on you again but uh, no 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 i just had a vague memory that i'm pretty sure you have talked to me about kirby before i love kirby it's uh it's one of those things that i i it's one of those things where my nintendo console is always the one especially in later gens obviously um, is the one that I always don't prioritize getting the games for. So my money goes on the PS4, um, PlayStation, and Xbox games. And I always love everything they do with Kirby. And I'm always so late to the pie with them. And I was late to the pie with this one. But uh, Kirby, I just think Kirby's untouchable in some ways. But that's just me. Go Kirby. <laughs> so next on the list was Metroid of the M. So that was shown oh. off at E3 2009. <laughs> but at E3 2010, there was a playable demo of it. Um, I don't know how much they showed off at the conference, but yeah, there's a playable demo and a lovely place called Game Game Trailers. They picked it as yes, the best Wii game. Man, Game Trailers takes you back. Yeah, they um, picked that as the best Wii game of the expo, and it was nominated for Game of the Show. Um, so yeah, yeah, other yeah. M. Oof, that what a journey that had. <laughs> I hate Metroid games, so I don't want to comment because wow. I wasn't. Shots. Fired. I've not played a Metroid game. I'm waiting for the remastered collection to come to Switch. Good luck with that. Um, you had your chance. It's been on the last two platforms. Um, I get other M is an, like I'm not the big a big Metroid guy. My flatmate is, but um, I know other M got panned a lot more for the story than necessarily the gameplay. Like it has a few annoying gameplay bits where it's spot the pixel, but um, the gameplay otherwise is pretty solid and perfectly fine. But the story, a lot of people found that it kind of ruined Samus's character a lot. Like, here she is, crying in the face of Ridley, who she's already faced several times by this point in the franchise. Bit weird. So, yeah, it, it didn't do Samus' character any favours, and I think that's why a lot of Metro fans are like, yeah, we'll just sweep that one. That one didn't happen. Because this also wasn't... Who was it who made this? Was it Ninja Theory? Who did Alaram? Uh, Was it Ninja Theory? I can't see. In my head, I'm like, it's the Dead or Alive team. But... I have a quick Google. I, was... I... I... Team I will Ninja. say, I don't... I don't yeah. remember there much hype yeah. around the other M. Like, I remember it being a thing and being announced and people talking about it. And considering, I know I'm not a Metroid person, but obviously I'm, I know people who love Nintendo to death, obviously. But I never really remember other M being, like, a lot of people's hype, even before it, like, you know, you said it turned out to be a disappointment. I just don't remember people being like, yeah, Metroid M. I remember loads of people getting more excited about Metroid Prime Hunters on the Nintendo DS. Is this, is this game know. a bit like when Sonic went 3D, but still try to keep it? To the old gameplay that other M try to keep it to old Metroid gameplay like NES. Not gameplay that was a completely. I mean, as as I said, as far as where people were fine with the gameplay for the most part, it was just the story. Mm. I just don't remember there being a lot of hype around this. I don't know why. I just I just remember people were just kind of like, eh, Metroid's getting another game. I feel it didn't help that people 
like after initially being like, oh, Retro Studios handling Metroid, oh, don't know how that'll work out. And then Metroid Prime came out, and people were like, holy shit, these guys can make games. Yeah, so it might be to do with the studio choice and stuff yeah. like that. I just remember, I just don't remember a lot of buzz, and I just remember, it might, obviously, it, some... it might also be because I, again, I don't remember the exact scene, but there were probably rumors that Retro Studios was making a game for this E3, and everyone was like, ah, it'll be Metroid. But instead, Squiggy, it was. Team Ninja. No, he's going to ask for the next game. The next oh. game on the list. If Donkey Kong oh. currently returns. There is you are. It? Yes, this is what I, Retro did next. <laughs> I, always wanted to, I always wanted to play this and never did. Same. I've never played it. The last Donkey Kong game I played was. If you, you know, say Donkey Kong. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say Donkey Konga. Jesus. Oh, actually, I love no, Don- actually, the last that Donkey, 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 Donkey Kong game I played. Kong played. <laughs> Donkey Konga. Yes, it was. Actually, no, sorry, Donkey, Donkey Konga 2. Yeah, do you, I was going to say, did you not play the sequel? You, man. I had, I loved both. I loved the Donkey Oh, my God. They were, like, some of my favorite. Why? I feel like I've been hiding the secret love of Donkey Konga because I don't think I've publicly spoke about my love of Donkey Konga. Donkey Konga but, oh was great. It was, oh, my God. If they did a Donkey Konga for the Switch, I don't even care if they have to make, buy the plastic bongos again. I would be there day You wouldn't one. even need to now because you've got, so, like, you can just use them as kind of drumsticks. <gasps> oh, my God. Nintendo, <laughs> if you're listening... <laughs> Make my dreams come true. What have um, we done? What have I mean, we done? They'd have to pay all the licensing fees again, so probably not. I no, it's worth it for my happiness. Oh, all right, right. But Donkey Kong, um, the Return to Country. What I've just forgotten. Donkey Kong Country Returns. Thank you. I was like, Return to Country. I don't think it sounds like an episode of Country Donkey file. Kong Return to the Country. <laughs> country yeah, file on BBC <laughs> with Donkey Kong. Oh, Donkey God. Kong explores the natural habitat of the country. I know. Anyway. Um, I always like I love Don. I love the idea of Donkey Kong games, but I honestly I'm more passionate for Donkey Kongers. But um, I don't know. I always feel like Donkey Kong doesn't get the hype. This is one. So this is me remembering these conferences. I always feel like Donkey Kong is what people are like. Oh, that's nice, but they're not like. Oh my god, I lost my mind about this series. If that makes yeah, sense. it's we. I know a lot odd. of people who freaking love Donkey Kong Country games, like and played the free on the snares to death. Mm-hmm. But it always seems to be like this weird subset because obviously, if you go, oh man, great Nintendo games, you go like, oh Mario and Zelda, and then like, oh, what about Donkey Kong? It's like, oh yeah, it's great when he cameos in like the sports yeah. games. I feel like you end up saying Paper Mario, Mario and Luigi, all this sub Mario yeah. stories before you then again, oh yeah, Donkey Kong does shit. By Donkey himself. Kong, yeah, yeah, it's the same. But the way. thing is, because this reviewed well, um, Tropical Freeze, the next one reviewed well, so it's people are always like, no, these are great games, but. I feel they just like never feel like must plays. I feel like yeah. they're sleeper hits. I feel like yeah. they do well, and if you they go cheap, people buy them, and they're like, "Oh, this is really fun." But like I said, it's like that hype factor, and this is also another thing that I always feel like people moan about um, E3 conferences going relying on the big hitters. So like you know when they announce Halos, your Forzas, you know like I mean, and Nintendo yes. stick to them. But at the end of the day, they are the things people expect to see and people get hyped for because most people like they are like the big hitters, so they've got to do something. And I, I mean, no disrespect to Donkey Kong Country. They're like, I appreciate seeing them games, but they're not, they're not the game you end the show on, and everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe another. They're Donkey not, Kong. they're not in Nintendo's eight. Yeah, no. yeah, and I sometimes at E3, I always feel sorry for those games because they get lost in the shuffle when they're announced like that, and you're like, and then when, yeah, they just don't get the love they deserve until they eventually come out, and everyone's like, oh shit, this is good shit. I know I've turned into Vince McMahon there, but this is good shit. But speaking Ooh, of too. ending the conference on that what nintendo did end on was the nintendo 3ds so the nintendo 3ds was shown well it wasn't shown off it was announced in march of that year and then in e3 2010 it was shown off 
on stage with a prototype model and a few of the games. So Kid Icarus was showing off Kingdom Hearts, Metal Gear Solid 3. They were some of the main ones that were showing off at the conference. Um, and obviously they had the prototype on stage. They had demo pods for everyone to play on after the conference. Like literally they had people with the 3D, with like a massive backpack with like a cable coming out of it with the 3DS attached to so you could play it, which I thought was quite weird to see. And, and I forgot the... this was Kid Icarus's coming out party back yeah. when, <laughs> after many, many moons. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that though. I mean, people, some people, like, so there are subsets in Nintendo fandom who really want the old franchises to come back and Kid Icarus is one of them. And here it's they go, right. they got it. Is Kid Icarus the one with Pit and stuff? Or yes, yeah. Right. Thank God, because I was in my head thinking, I remember this being announced, and I remember sitting there going, I think that's the guy from the Smash games. Or yes, maybe he was thinking, oh, Yeah, and I've seen stuff, and I'm like, but I've never, I didn't know this was a thing. This is me just being ignorant to the history there. But, I mean, um, you're, not, you're not being ignorant. It was the, the it was just previous not game was a NES game. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, I was, I was after that. But um, I remember people getting excited, but then I also saw people go, oh, they're so good. These are the same thing with E3. It's one of those games, everyone's like, oh, I'm cool to see this franchise getting its own, um, this character getting its own franchise again and all that stuff. And then they don't buy it. They always get excited. They're like, oh, they're doing stuff. And, yeah, I think Kid Icarus, they're okay. Okay, not great. If you saw, I remember it getting, like I said, I remember being surrounded by hype. And if you saw the hype around it, you'd think it was like Game of the Year sales because people were like, yeah. It got decent reviews. Got 83 out of 100 Metacritic. Talk to me about sales, man. Get me the sales sheet. You want sales? You want sales? I do. That's what I just asked. I can't find you the sales. Exactly, because they're not that good. I just, I don't know. I still think if you ask the average person, they just didn't play it. That's, That's all I'm saying. It was Where's the only Tim? video game made by Project Sora before it shut down in 2012. See, now I feel bad because it does sound like sales were that bad and I feel wow. really bad. But this is, I just, I don't know. I think it was a good thing to maybe put on the 3DS, but uh, yeah, 3DS. I was like, wait, that was, yes. yeah. yeah. I it was feels so weird saying 3DS. Yeah, it does. Um, so long. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's such a niche thing. It's a, it was a weird one to be like, hey, get a 3DS and here's this niche franchise. What's throwing me here is we're talking about the 3DS here and it's still technically not quite dead in 2020. <laughs> not quite dead. Yeah, it's like on a life support mission. No, I'm joking. It's Don't get me wrong. It's in its, it's in its very final act. But, you it's, know. It's, it's interesting because obviously the Switch is like a portable gaming device as well. So that sort of killed the handhold bit of the 3DS. Yeah. So then it's, yeah. it's just an awkward one without a new... The dedicated only, coming out. The only ones that are out at the minute are the is it the two DSs? They're the only two that are actually I think you can get a three I vaguely think you can get a three DS XL, a two DS XL, and the new oh no, it's the new Nintendo three DS or something, I think. I, I remember the new one. Yeah. That's such did, a stupid name. Yeah. I didn't under, I didn't really get if that was new or not. That confused me. I watched it's, all the stuff. It's and a I was new busy. Nintendo three DS. It's essentially a three DSI, so I don't know why they didn't call that three DSI. Yeah. I but like, they called I mean, it a new one, which is fucking stupid when you're trying to Google it or find information. Yeah. And I mean, I own one because I need to get a new, <laughs> I need to get a new, like as in new 3DS. A brand new one that works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got that because why not? And also Ew. I customised well, you know, the factory seal. Yeah. But you know, I have I like got the, a... I got the bigger one, I think. It's ah, the same... I'm in the weird boat of like, I prefer the smaller ones. I I feel it's the same thing with when they I, I don't mean to dig on Nintendo here, but it's one of those things where you had the Wii to the Wii U, and people were like, "Is the Wii U a whole new?" Oh I God, don't remind me of that E3. Like, here's the, the Wii U. Either. Is it so? Is it an expansion? Is it is it new? Uh, 
But anyway, let's talk, about, digi- let's talk about the 3DS, not the Wii U, or the <laughs> Wii. So yeah, 3DS obviously launched about a year later, well, less than a year later over here. Then the price got reduced because it was expensive. Yes, which I've never it, seen like, got slashed really very before. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And they, all, they obviously did their whole um, ambassador scheme, which was their apology for people who bought in. But if you timed it right, like I did, you could get both the lower price and the ambassador scheme. Great times. Oh, one of you. You're one of them. I'm one of them, but don't worry, I got my comeuppance when that thing broke. And then when I got <laughs> sent it off to Nintendo to get repaired, because Nintendo, flawless online systems. So I couldn't get those games back. Yeah. Because why would they have I'd an account? Remember. I remember seeing it, and I remember seeing the console, and it looked so pretty with like the shiny blue so and everything. Pretty. Yes, but I was also like, "This is going to be a fingerprint magnet." Magnet. It's going to well, be thi- so bad. I also I give them props, considering this was so for the next couple of years they were like free. And in fairness, three D was the gimmick at that time, the hot gimmick to do. Yeah, but you can't really sell that to people through like a conference because they're like, "It's in three D." But you're watching through a 2D monitor, so yeah, you uh, <laughs> take our word for it. And obviously, all the people yeah. there at the time were like, "Oh my god, no, it really works well. It's pretty good." And admittedly, it's pretty all right. But yeah, it's a you can't really sell that <laughs> until people actually see the system. Yeah, there's one there's one little thing, one last thing that I want to talk about this before we move on to the next part of it. So mm-hmm. this is from, this is from Wikipedia, so it might be completely rubbish, but apparently. <laughs> IGM reported that according to several developers who've experienced the 3DS in its current form, the system possesses processing power that far exceeds the Nintendo Wii, and with 3D shares, it can make games that are close to current generation visuals on the 360 and PlayStation 3. I don't believe it, you. No, it never went that far. No, um, no. I think the problem was it did have similar power to a Wii, but because of the way the 3D works, where you have to render the screen multiple times, that very quickly gets diminished. Yeah, and games, games did look pretty, but... I, to be honest, I turned the 3D off 99% of the yeah, time. Yeah, like I used it at first for stuff like Ocarina of Time 3D was like one of the first ones they released. And in that yeah. one, it's pretty neat to be able to see the world in 3D and obviously the whole tilt. That didn't really help because some of it was like, oh, you can tilt it to aim the arrow, but the moment you tilt it, you've lost the You've got to like, throw your head at the same time with it. Just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, very quickly I was like, well, this doesn't have much battery power, so I'll just switch that off and then yeah it very quickly okay not yeah. very quickly but it it kind of never became a focus after the first year or so i think yeah i think after the first year once the gimmick is sort of worn off a little bit yeah. like it was really cool seeing it in 3d then i thought well i'm not really that bad it's still like it's still 3d on my screen it's, it's not as if it's more hassle to play if it's in yeah. 3d especially when you're like say like on a plane and it's yeah. like bumpy you're gonna have to like make sure your head bobs at the same time with the console so you stay in line yeah. And and this is putting aside people who got motion sick or anything like that. Yeah. Can I put point out <laughs> that I want Squiggy to demonstrate a video? Where he... Um, I was going to say I would love to see Squiggy demonstrate how bobbling along an airplane to keep in line with the three D works as a video. That's all I'm, I wanted some extra bonus. When you when you when you experience turbulence when you're trying to drink a cup of tea, I don't know, know why I'm... it sounds really dodgy when you say it. In my mind, why are you making a cup of tea? Are you going to like the airplane kitchen and like brewing one? No, they, they bring you a cup of tea to your seat and you put it in the little tray thing on the plane. And then, okay. Yeah, honestly, every time I fly on a plane, I have a cup of tea. I've got my hand over the top to stop it spilling, but then it bounces up and hits my hand, so it burns my hand. Please stop so, talking. I can't oh picture this. Why are you making the cup of tea with this turbulence? Like, just wait. No, no, like I said, I get the cup of tea and then literally 
Once that cup of tea is in my cup holder, the seatbelt sign goes on. Do, you, do they oh, not? Do they not serve really? you in like a plastic thing with a lid? No, you don't get. There's no lids. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! Please buckle up your seatbelts. One minute, sir. I need my tea. <laughs> yeah, it's so that's so lightning. Cup of tea flying everywhere, but also trying to play your 3DS at the same time. Oh Bobbing yeah, the tea will get all over that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's normal. That's logic. Oh god. So anyway, I think we should move away from from yeah. my aeroplane flying. If anyone, if anyone knows my experience, please tweet at lagging behind behind lagging at behind lagging. So anyway, that wraps up the big three conferences, and I thought we'd have a quick look at some of the best in show um, awards. So we're only going to look at a couple because there's quite a few. So like best hardware, Nintendo 3DS won. Um, it had Connect, PlayStation Move, the Rock Band 3 Pro Guitar, and Keyboard were also the other. The other How ones dare! Man, pro instruments. Damn. How dare the keyboard not win? That I wasted a lot of money on that. I remember. I feel, the, I feel yeah. you summed it up there with the use of the word wasted. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up! I wasted a lot of money Jesus. on everything else else in that list. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think I bought everything apart from the pro stuff in that list. I think in the, I own in the keyboard. I think I own everything there. Oh no. I wow. don't. I own I the 3DS. And that's not it. any, not not anymore. I think I've sold it since and profited. And I didn't I buy know. any. I did never bought a Move. I never bought a Connect, and I never bought a. I literally, a for some reason, have the Wonder Book right in front of me under my Xbox One. I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to throw it away. But I don't have a Move or a PS3 anymore. I'm just, I just have a Wonder Book dedicated. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, thanks, thanks for your insight into your. Remember, Wonder Book exists, people, because Laura yeah. does the Harry Potter love... game that everyone wanted. Oh, oh, steady on, don't you? I got a platinum on that. So. <laughs> wow. So, um, best console game was Rage, uh, <laughs> Epic Mickey, Infamous Two, Kirby's Epic Yarn, and Portal Two were the other, the other Infamous, four. Infamous uh, and Rage. Portal were robbed. Yeah. Even actually, Epic Mickey was bloody robbed when you consider Rage one. Yeah, Rage wouldn't have been my choice on there, but Rage won loads of awards. It won best action game out of Rage, Bulletstorm, Black Ops, Gears of War Three, and Halo Reach. Oh, you know what? I think I'm like, the ra- I'm like the rage of people, as in I peaked too soon. I peaked before I actually got released. That's that's rage. What, did, what were people seeing in rage that they weren't in like the other the big boys? Yeah, that's I'm what t- I don't understand. I'm telling you what, smoke and mirrors, e3 conferences. Like rage, rage reviewed well, but I wouldn't put it. It's not better than above, the half the games you just listed. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm put gonna, it above Gears and Halo. I'm gonna say the presentation I mean, of it was which, probably. Which card was it? Was it Black Ops One? Yeah, the first Black Ops. The best ones. Yeah, that's well, the thing. Let's, here, here we learn a valuable lesson. It's not the fastest who wins the race. It's the game that actually turns out to be worthwhile that wins the race. Yeah. Up. Well, this is why I thought it was interesting, because some of these games obviously have won these awards, and then you look at how they're actually reviewed. Like, Rage reviewed yeah. well, but Gears, Halo, and probably Black Ops reviewed a lot better. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show that whatever you see yeah, it shows you how good presentations can be and stuff like that. And I go back to Fable, which was early in that show. Fable looked like the real deal. And then, yeah, there you go. That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> yeah, and like best best action adventure game was won by Portal 2. With That's fine. Assassin's, That's fine. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Dead Space 2, Epic Mickey and Skyward Sword as the runners-up. That's fine. I'm fine That's with that. Fair. Yeah, That's I can still... Portal was yeah. still hot and new at this point. So. Yeah. I mean, and the other games were all solid, I think, mostly. I can't actually remember which one Brotherhood was. I probably might be one of the weak ones in Assassin's Creed. The second one of it, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that was a fine Assassin's Creed. You do you, yeah. Assassin's Creed. It actually won Best Online Multiplayer Game, though. 
Brotherhood. Out of Brotherhood, Gears of War 3, Halo Reach, Medal of Honor, and Star Wars The Old Republic. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say Gears of War 3 and Halo were in that list for Best Multiplayer? Yeah. Nominated. And yeah. you're telling me it's such a Brotherhood one? Yeah. I mean, they probably went for it because it was something new. It's original, yeah. Okay, original. We did play that online. I now have memories of it playing online, and it was okay. It was, it was actually really fun. It was. I remember it being really when, fun. When you could find games and it wasn't broken. Yeah. It I was all right. That might I think we just played. You can't hold that against it for the award. I, the award isn't I, who has the best online service. It's... Well, boom. But no, it was, it was it a was fun just... concept. It reminds yeah. me of um, Splinter Cell. I don't know if Splinter Cell was before or after that for multiplayer when they had the whole find and Sam Fisher themes. That was kind of like similar, but like Ubisoft just wanted to put multiplayer on their games at this point yes and, yeah yeah i mean i i just it's just when you say best online multiplayer then read what was nominated and then it's like yeah i don't think there's okay. much there's much else to go through there we'll go we'll go best role-playing game because i think there's quite a few in there so star wars the old republic one that's fine followed by deus ex human revolution fable 3 fallout new vegas and the witcher 2 fallout new vegas was a real freaking letdown i'm not even a fallout fan see all i remember of this is at the time looking at this uh, as a laser of tw- 10 years ago and being like, none of these are role playing games. <laughs> but that's because obviously I live in a world where role playing means JRPG and none yeah. of those are JRPGs. Yeah, I think I would have been the same. Like, this is not Pokemon. But that was me. But yeah, I think. Didn't, didn't, uh, isn't Fallout New Vegas one of the best Fallout games? Uh, it it didn't review as well, I don't think, it, but it, it's really good and considering the team were forced to make it in like a year i think it's it's phenomenal taking that into account yeah i think it's one of those games where fallout 3 that was the one before isn't it i'm I'm not going mad yeah and that was so game of the year and they were everything hype. i think people got worked themselves into a frenzy over it and while it was a good game and in hindsight reviewed very well i just remember a lot of people being like nope just because it's, like, it's more of the same. It's like, yeah. sure. But... I thought they were going to change it and it was going to be a Pokemon game. Shocked. I think there's only, I think that's pretty much wraps everything up. I think there's only one thing left to mention, which is Konami's infamous press conference from that year, which, uh, oh. so every year, loads of new sites do like the top 15 most embarrassing, like top moments, embarrassing moments of E3. And uh, the Konami press conference won. That was, won. man, that was, that was a trick. I remember. Because you couldn't even stream that normally. I vaguely remember having to get like a file which would open up in Windows Media Player to stream yeah. it. Yeah. And oh boy, oh yeah, that was that conference was. I think I watched it just to see how bad it was. Like I didn't didn't watch it live, but I rewatched it when it was on YouTube to see how bad it was. It was an experience. Yeah. Lots game of people game. going like, "Here's this big announcement," and to silence. Yeah. Game game trailers do a top fifteen most embarrassing moments of E3. And Konami got 10 of the 15 spots. So that's <laughs> nice. how bad that was. So I think we nice. need to remember that. Um, uh, yeah, Rick game. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good, a good way to finish our E3 wrap-up I, I, I wish game trailers were still a thing. So do I. I will say that. Yeah. And if anyone I love those guys. Yeah. wants to revive game trailers, go for that. Revive game trailers. And while you're at it, get me Donkey Kong free. Thank you. This was a public service announcement brought to you and paid for by me. But I mean, yeah, you I'm got Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. What more do you want? I want a Donkey Kong game on my Switch. That's what more I want. I don't think I could. I don't <laughs> think I could make wireless bongos. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. That'd be oh, you could do party mode. Party mode online. You could. You could oh. get the band together. We, 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 who needs rock band back when we could have Donkey Kong jam sessions? Oh my god! Please there make this true. 
sorted. So what we've, what we've learned from this podcast is we want Donkey Konga. But um, yeah, that was episode six of the Lagging Behind, Lagging Behind, Lagging Behind podcast. Fucking behind. Lagging I hope you enjoyed our look back at E3 2010. It was a interesting one, I think. It's one where sort of... It's a very tech-orientated one. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Microsoft and Sony announced a lot of new tech, but then obviously Nintendo showed off a new console and Wii Motion Plus. So there's quite a lot, quite a lot to see there. Um, but yes, please follow us on all of our socials. I'm at Jody Squires. Laura is at... Laura, Laura! And Slezo is at... At Slezo King. Are you going to spell it? You spell it every week? Can do. S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G. There you go. And we and are at Behind Blagging. And Donkey was the name. Which... So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in two weeks' time for episode seven. Goodbye. There's no one goodbye. Uh, it's done. You're done.